Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned in to the original Poetry After Dark with your host, DeAngelica Poetis, and Mr. VA. Conscious Poetry. Dig deep. tip I want to um, state that first and foremost this will be open topic but it is on the conscious tip um, for this platform so I don't want to mislead y'all uh, and if you got a conscious piece you know without a doubt we welcome that um, the number is 646-668-8929 Mr. VA you feeling all right yes I'm feeling good welcome everybody tonight we'll be back up in the condo <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, back in the condo tonight. About to have some fun tonight with an open topic. Um, last week we were talking about the, you know, we were talking about goddesses, and you know, we had a series of goddesses, and we spoke about the uh, chakras before that. And you know, been thinking a lot. You know, how how do everybody feel about the show? And you know, by going by the, you know, the Facebook. And you know it's it's going good, and I, I really appreciate every each one of you that's showing us love. 
on on Facebook via Twitter. Um, that comes and you know every every Thursday, um, at ten o'clock y'all show up, and I really appreciate everything. Um, tonight we're gonna give some knowledge tonight. Um, it's gonna be a range of different topics. We're gonna touch here and there and on different things. Uh, feel free to call in like that said, and uh, if you wanna speak a peek, you know, speak or you know say a piece. Um, we're here. Let's talk. Yeah, for real. So, um, dang. I don't even want to know where I'm going to go from here. Because I, I wrote me some notes of things I do want to talk about tonight. Uh, but to pity back off the last show, we did talk about the great mother. And it was quite interesting um, on where we uh, ended up at. And we had a caller at the very last minute of the show. And, you know, BTR is kind of rude. They will definitely cut the show off if we go over. You said at one point we should be able to go into archive mode where the show would keep running, but we can't do that anymore. So with that being said, so if it's like maybe 10, five minutes less than the show, we probably will not open the mic so we can close the show properly. Um, but we did get our Zans off. So we, we spoke about Zan last show, which was pretty interesting. Um <laughs> <laughs> Mr. V.A., you're going to have to be ready tonight for your Zen. <laughs> uh, I'll be ready. I'm ready. I'll get ready soon. I'm, I'm warming up to it now, you know, like all shows. Got to get ready for it and warm up for it. So I have my Zen on when it's time. Facts. So in the beginning of um, Poetry After Dark, returning back to the airways, we hatched open a conscious side of spoken word where we talked about the chakras. We went through each uh, chakra. I believe we started with the root chakra, and we worked our way around from that point. Uh, actually, it was the heart chakra, I think. Let's take that back. Yeah, it was a, yeah, yeah, it was a heart chakra. Yeah, so we started off with the heart chakra because that was the center and that was the um, central point. And if you ain't loving yourself, you weren't able to love anybody else. Um or even understand what it means to be on a conscious level because if you are truly striving to be on a conscious level, you can't harness hatred. You can't just wake up every day on the ill tip. Like, you got to be able to balance yourself and be responsible. So when we talk about spirituality, we're talking about diving into oneself and dealing with things that on the surface might not be right. And that's being able to be honest with yourself and who you are because we have uh, a lot of folks around here running around thinking they're holier than now and they're better than the next. And one in particular thing that I wanted to talk about, people that judge other people because they don't believe the same thing they believe. That really kind of like, ugh, and that's probably, if you think about America and these third world countries, that's the big thing. You don't like my God, you don't love my God, there's something wrong with you, and I'm going to judge you or I'm going to make you love my God type thing. And that's the kind of behavior we display. I see it on Facebook. I see it on Twitter. Um, Poetry After Dark is on a whole new different tip still and foremost loving poetry. That's never going to change, but... Sometimes you got to grow. You know, at some point you got to develop. Being in the same spot, you think it might be cool, but you need to sit back and ask yourself, really? The same 
And I believe life is about change and being able to experience different things, not repeating the same cycle. What's your thing, Mr. VA? Uh, yeah, I, what, I, what I feel about that is why people, some people don't change. It's, it's the fear factor. And, and it goes towards the TV, the news, like they're afraid to travel. You know how they put up there, how planes crash, this and that, and on uh, ships saying, you know, having issues or, you know, it's just like different things going that, that cause a chaotic, which brings fear to the fear to us, you know, fear to the people mm-hmm. that, you know, that's not awakened. So, you know, that's what some, you know, some things that brings up, that, you know, that make people not want to go anywhere and don't want to change anything. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, it's like, I'm comfortable where I'm at. I've been safe here for 20-some years. But you ain't never, I mean, but you're the same person. You know, you haven't changed. You haven't been out, you know. And then, you know, like I said, it's, it, it depends on that, you know. How do you feel about that? Yes, there definitely is a driver for a lot of emotions. And if you harness in that particular emotion, that's going to keep you stagnant. That's going to have you in that, that cycle that I was speaking about earlier. Um, real quick, I do see a call on the line, 562. If you want to um, jump in on the topic where you got a conscious uh, piece, press 1 and press 1 again just to make sure you, you want to get on the mic because I'm not sure. But um, <clears throat> fear is a mother. I mean, it, it stops you. It puts you in the same spot as I stated earlier. And I guess, again, as I stated earlier, if you don't go into yourself and deal with that, because fear is not natural. Think about a baby. A child doesn't come out afraid. A child doesn't come out angry or none of those things. It's taught that. Okay? So fear is not a natural state. Love is natural. It's natural to, you know, to love. But fear, no. And and what's the purpose? What's the reason? Whatever reason it is that puts you in fear, that's what you need to deal with eternally. That's my take. Exactly. And, I mean, that's what it is, you know. We always take the fear and we and we sit in, we get in our little nutshell and, and don't want to be around people because, like, we, we fear, you know, this going to happen this, you know, I fear this, I fear that. Yeah, I, we, you know, I get an understanding of it, you know, to a certain extent. But when you started having a God fearing this and you fearing that and fearing that and you just fearing the, the, the most smallest things, it, it will drive you insane. And then you don't want to change. You know, it's, it's the plain change, like you were saying before. You know, the change, you know, has to come to what's the end. We can't follow everyone. Everyone want to follow someone. You want to change when you see this person change. No, change yourself first. Get yourself in, in, in check and love yourself and enjoy your what you need, you know, what, what's good for yourself. We're always looking for material things. That's not what we need. And, you know, that's not a change buying something new. No, that's not a change. Change your setting. Like that was saying, change your setting. But it's really not um, a fulfilling life, material things. A lot of people end up figuring that out, especially those that are celebrities, 
uh, that got all access to this money, um, kids born with silver spoons in their mouth, those folks that have everything given to them still be searching for something. That's why they end up on drugs most of the time because they're not being fulfilled. So materialistic is not it. I mean, we you got to dig a little deeper than that, which you can touch and, and feel. It's a lot more to life than what's on the surface. And when we talk about the masses, the majority of you guys are, excuse me, are biblical. But the biblical text also states to us to go within. It doesn't say to go to a building. It doesn't say that. It says go within. And when we talk about where we live in it, we got more respect for the building than we do our own claim. We trash where we live at. The things that we do, all the things that we welcome uh, with our governments and new buildings and factories and, and all that stuff that we polluting into our air, it goes deep. Exactly. We don't think about those things. Nope. You know, the countries like Ben and Cosmel, Ben and Cosmel, Mexico, they got untouched, undeveloped land out there that they would not let anyone touch no factories america can't come over there and that's one of the one of the many reasons why we you know are in trivial with them you know having this little spat back and forth want to build a wall it ain't because of immigrants coming over here it's deeper than what they deceive on tv you know it's like you know going over there and and actually visiting with the people you know the natives of that country and actually interacting and seeing that it's not that they have undeveloped, beautiful land over there that can't be touched, and you know, and people want to invade those lands like they invaded everywhere else, and, you know, and that's what this is crazy. What you think? But you know, it's been so much turmoil here on our platform as far as the U.S. is concerned that it's so bad that we don't have really nothing here. <laughs> Excuse me, natural. We import damn near everything. And the main source of how we're able to sustain ourselves is through Africa. Because if you look at the U.S. here, we do have some beautiful spots in the U.S., but there's a lot of spots that's that's just trashed, that's city-based. There is some cities you can go to, and I don't know about you guys, you can't even breathe. It's like the air is being taken from you, and that's the one thing we need to to survive. You can't survive if you can't breathe. But we promote these, you know, new technologies, and and we pay taxes to uh, a NASA to to pump all these chemicals into our airs, and everybody's just like going about their life. And it's like everybody is self-centered on what they're doing, trying to keep up with the next person or make themselves chase this illusion that the elite has put out for us to chase. And we really missing the real deeper sense of where we're supposed to be out, be at in life at this point. Yeah, I'm going to dig deep with y'all tonight. I hope y'all can hang with us. Um, I'm going to roll some poetry for a quick moment. But um, when we come back, 
we're going to dig a little deeper. We Again, this open topic, 646-668-8929, a conscious type of spoken word, y'all. This particular poet name is Listen, and this is titled Black Tears. We'll be right back. Black men, learn your role and take your place. Our black sons are looking up to a black crying face. It starts with a young boy knowing his mama, but wondering about his daddy. Don't understand why we always broken, why he gotta sell cattle. His dreams change at a young age from being a pilot to pushing a cat. Black men, learn your role. Your sons need a father and a daddy. Show them how to make a yes out of maybe. How to have a wife besides a couple of girls and a few babies. We living in hard times and our black women can't figure out why he won't say me. So a body speaks pain. He go to school and got to deal with the other bastards. Joins a group of thugs and walking these streets alone is the worst ghetto hazard. Now his years are moving faster and priorities change. First he helped mama get up some clothes. He tried to bomb a range. Waiting for life to switch lanes but he's sitting in neutral park. Try to find dry football harder on the gas when you're driving in the dark. In the morning, he tries to pray. God, let me make it through this day. But life is harder than death. Why it gotta be so hard? Why the fuck did daddy say? Born a man, cause from jump he was on his own. Had survival in his heart since he was fresh out the womb, hoping his miracle come soon. Cause he's sick of this man. Our black sons are looking up to a black crying face. Now he older. Walk around with a chip on his shoulder. Blame everybody but you want to, but remember, he don't know you. Every day it gets colder while he's walking through hell. Said he hustling to help mama, can't give a damn about jail, hoping his closest niggas don't tell. These babies born in the new age, but still struggling like the days of the rail road. Same hustle on the trail without the gold. Luck don't happen any day when your life is on hold. Now he's balling. Got a man connecting a fiend, said he calling. Think he got it made, cause money is up. Don't even see his mind falling. Got a big deal soon, and it's gonna put him on the map. His main guy made the deal, so the shit's about to snap. Now we up the next morning. And for a minute, he been forgetting to pray. Don't think too much about the Lord, cause he focused on his pay. He's a big connected day. Don't know why, but his main guy, he running late. Fuck him. He do the switch by the ditch, it's all business and no play. Now he gone on his way, glad to see the end. Took the sin for a quick win, thinking me and mama gonna be straight. Fuck daddy, I'm still a man. Hear it blurt once and then again. Look back, see a copper with a friend. Wish it was just a red light he ran. But they dressed in black. With that happy ass look on their face, cause that big case, they just cracked. His man died for him to attack. Couldn't say it to his face, but wanted a bigger piece of the sack. All he could think is, who gonna take care of mama? I could kill this nigga. Want his life right now, I don't wanna sit and wait for mama. Mm-hmm. Ain't got bail, cause his bill was his bell out of trice. Now mama sucked and a boy facing 25 to life. He prayed to God, please don't let this judge put a bit on my life. Been on his own since birth, so how he gonna know your wrong from his right? Take the plea, why bother? This is the guaranteed life without a father. When he get out, he got to start over, and that shit's going to be even harder. Yeah. A young boy lives a long life, and it ends with no trace. His only dream was helping mama, so a stress don't leave the base. Now he's stuck in a small place, wishing his options could be replaced. Mm-hmm. Forced to watch his mama through a screen holding his son, with tears rolling down his face. Black men, learn your role and take your place. Our black sons are looking up to a black crime face.
You and me, you and me belong, you and me belong together. And I, I believe, I believe that you, I believe you feel the same. And we, we are strong, stronger than we ever thought when we were all alone. And I know that times are getting rough, so shorty march, walk with me, cover me, cause you know life can be a battle zone. Cause we coming up on uncharted territory But we still March I still March You still March We still March So many obstacles in front of us We can't see No But we still March I still March You still March We still March Let the clouds bring us storms Bring us pain Bring us harm You deserve a purple heart Sex, sex is great But making love to you is well worth waiting for Waiting for the chance The opportunity, the privilege To take you where you've never been before Say you've never been in love, love like this, love like this is surely meant to stand the test of time. You go have to trust, trust in me, walk with me along this path and never look behind. Tell you what, cause we coming upon uncharted territory, but we still march. I still, you still, we still So many obstacles in front of us We can't see, no But we still, I still, you still, we still Let the clouds bring us
Converse until you're forced to burst. Poetry, Poetry. where the divine causes the mind to align with lines after dark. dark. Where conscious minds combine, and at the root of it, you find poetry. The original poetry after dark. The angelic poetess. Let's go. All right, y'all. We back. You're listening to a conscious side of spoken word provided by the original poetry after Dr. D'Angelo Poetess, Mr. VA. And we're on the open topic tonight. We left off talking about how we provided this illusion. And if we look at the TV, the movies, even, I mean, we could take this back to when we started school. It was already set up. It was, uh, I know everybody heard, the white picket fence and the house and um, the dog. And, you know, it was a provided set-up model already made up for you. And then added to that, there was religion. And then the religion had this basic instructions before leaving earth for you. <laughs> basic. I take that thing as anything but basic. Um, but that's a whole never topic. But you're provided a, a illusion and we tend to only see with our eyes instead of seeing within the eye within because there's more than two. We have three. But some of us has got that thing so calcinated and 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 just dried up that it, it probably is, is pretty much gone. Because in society now, our food, our water, our toothpaste—I mean, it's so many things that's killing it that people just don't know how to open it up. And we're we're missing that deeper silver lining that we're supposed to be reaching on our journey through this life. And I still, I guess I'm just one of those ones that, that think outside the box and can't go with what everybody else is thinking because I just can't for the life of me picture going through school and then some of us college and then going to 
the career, getting the house, and boom, retirement and death. Okay, in between that, you might have some vacations and birthday parties and whatever, but that's it. I don't know about you guys. I'm looking for some more. It got to be some more. It is so. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. You good? No, no. Go ahead. Finish it. I, I can, I can speak after. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, you know, it, it goes right back to that illusion that we're providing. People get wrapped up into that, and wrapped up to what everybody else is doing, following the crowd, doing the routine. I had a post on my personal page a few days ago saying routine is lethal. It'll kill you. You know, and a lot of routine is stressful. When you just wake up, you know exactly what you're going to do, and it's going to repeat again day in and day out. And at me, my perception runs a little bit deeper than that. I mean, in my soul, deep down in my soul, I knew it had to be something more than what they were telling us. And then at that point, the the research began, and I'm just going to keep on being on my quest, and I'm going to keep asking all the questions I can ask until I'm satisfied. Or the divine sees fit for me to move on to the next dimension. Straight facts. That's facts. I feel you on that. But uh, back to what you were talking about as far as the school wise. What we were taught in school. Now, in school, we got to remember everything that we were taught, we were taught on a timely fashion. On a fashion, excuse me, a timely fashion. So everything, like everything, we, we was taught this at this time. This happened at this time. Now, you know, everything that we, as we go in life, we believe this, we believe that. And we never sit there and, and research anything on our own. And we just go by what's taught. And that you know, later on in life, as we grow up, instead of, you know, getting into ourselves, we get more indoctrinated to the way, you know, the, the American way or this way, whatever country we're in or whatever ethnic group or whatever background we have, we get indoctrinated that instead of researching what is really what we what our real purpose is here for. And, you know, when we get into that, you know, no one looks at that. We don't. And then when we get into it, we start feeling different. Things start changing. Your interaction with life starts changing. When you talk to people, it starts changing. You look at things different. It's not that people are different. It's that you see things different. And, you know, that's when you get yourself aligned. You get your chakras balanced. Like, we all we, we spoke in the first series and when we started to show that, we talked about that. As, but they never talk about We don't listen to that in school There's never talked to it in school We never learned that in school We always learn about what happened in history And this and that So when we get outside school We don't learn that Until we hear somebody talk about it Or constant things like that happen So it's things that Then we just blow it off And we still don't pay attention to it Until we get into a tragic moment Something happened to it And then we're like Oh somebody said this Somebody did this And they did that and then you want to follow into it, and then you drop off, you know, because then we go back into the doctor's thing because everybody else is doing it. 
And uh, there's too many followers and stuff. That's just being a leader of our own self and following our own self. And, uh, and then once you follow the money, you can find like-minded people, and then you grow from there. And that's how we develop ourselves and develop our unit. You know, like I said, one love, one unit. We develop a lot like that. You know, it's just... So we're, um, we're living in a right. distracted life. True that. So True. the distraction is, is, you know, your TVs and what's going on in the world. And, of course, you know, we all got to work to sustain ourselves over here. But has anyone ever sat back and think that is this the natural state? Was this what was intended for what we should be doing? And I'm going to keep going back into the biblical text because a lot of you guys only can resonate with that. But the conscious Jesus is, is all I can label that as um, didn't have a building. It was like a, you know, outside, loving all types of people. There was no division in his particular era as far as what he was trying to preach, quote-unquote. So we take that, and then we look at society, and it's like that. I mean, how many dominations of churches do we have, guys? But if it's one true G-O-D and one true Savior, as the masses believe, then why is there so many different versions? And why has it not brought no harmony whatsoever, no communion outside of church? Because the church would say they have a communion and they're coming together. But outside of that church, you got people selling drugs, killing each other. I mean, come on. And I I can tell you from personal experience, I don't care what any of y'all say, from personal experience, I walked inside of a church purposely, now Sunday best, just look like I just got off work and working a manual labor type job, and I was looked, I was just frowned upon. How dare you walk in church looking like this? Should the divine matter what we look like? I mean, who told us to put on clothes in the first place? Just another way, materialistic thing to distract you. Because if you ain't got this on, you ain't you ain't on my statue. You can't sit next to me. You can't be in a pulpit with jeans on. Judgment. It goes right back to judgment, and it does not produce no harmony within the masses whatsoever. No, it's Straight not. Up. It's not. It's not. I actually got a story. I got a story similar to yours as well, and it's a true story as well as yours. <clears throat> Went to church trying to find myself. And uh, like they said, I always go back to church to find yourself. So I just did, decided to go back to church. So I did. And I was like, man, this is supposed to be, you know, one of the best pastors. He preached a good story, you know, a good sermon every time. So I did go in there and said, man, he started talking about gays and heterosexual people and 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 guys that wear earrings. And so happened I had to have, you know, earrings in my ear. Well-known, you know, preacher. You know, and he talked about that, and it, and it hurt. You know, it hurts me because I was sitting there because he was like, "Come as you are." You know, he spoke about that, like you said that. We, you know, he spoke. He said that, "Come as you are." But I did. You know, I come in there. I didn't. I didn't have the best. I didn't have no tie. I had nothing. Just a regular old button-up shirt and you no know, 
some slack. And uh, like I said, I had that ring on my ear. You know, I was in my young 20s, you know, early 20s, excuse me. Um, so, you know, yeah, I come as I, I was. And, you know, and I got disrespected. I felt disrespected by, you know, a man that's supposed to be a man of God. I got disrespected in his church when he, you know, I, you know, I'm not gay, but, you know, I, I, I love everyone. But, you know, I was put in, you know, I was put in a category as that, you know, and he's speaking against us. He wasn't speaking with us. He was speaking against us. You know, we, we based won't on appreciate what she it. was wearing. Yeah, based on what I had on, you know, what I had, I had earrings in my ear. You know, even though he didn't call me out, but I was sitting there with earrings in my ear. So, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm a man, but I knew I was straight heterosexual. But, you you know, you just sitting there disrespecting us and, hey, he's, he's kind of, you know, he shook his hand, you know, sideways, like, you know, so you see some of us to do, you know. And it just felt, I felt very uncomfortable. And did I go back to the church? Unfortunately, I did. I went back a few times and got the same experience. And, and I was, it wasn't a loving experience. And uh, and that's not the only encounter that I had. So, you know, just to add to what you said as well. And that's what it is. It's, it's basically separation is what society teaches us. Even when you go down to these races, there really are no true races. This was just something that they put into play to to divide. If you ask me, religion is division. Straight up. Um, is this side, that side, is white, black, Hispanic, Chinese, whatever. You look at this person, you don't see yourself. You see someone different. And this is how we were conditioned to think. Indoctrinated from religion, school TV, it's, it's a lot of distractions coming at us as we've grown up in the ages. And even with cartoons, oh, God, that's a good point. Cartoons, because as a child, our brains are more receptive for things. It takes things, you know, we're in a learning stage, so everything we take, we're taking in, and it's implanting in our subconscious. And it's, I mean, I went back on some of these cartoons that we were watching as kids, man, and it, they, it's like a spell to, to tell you exactly what it is. We look at it, oh, it's just cartoons. Man, them cartoons had a purpose. TV has a purpose. It's not for entertainment, okay? You think they teach you that it's for entertainment, but it's not because they understand what the brain, they understand enough what the brain is to lead it. Okay, to indoctrinate the brain, so to speak, whether in text or TV. Because once you take something in and you see something, you just can't erase it out of your memory. It's going to be there. And then some of us, we go through life and we're having this struggle, this like uh, push and pull type thing going on, whether you want to admit it or not, because your subconscious knows it doesn't make sense. Something ain't right. And instead of us diving into that feeling or that intuition that comes upon us, we run, thus back to what Mr. VA said, we are fearful of what we don't understand. So we never know. And how dare anybody 
judge another person because you can't see yourself in what that person is doing. That you need to deal with something on the inside of you because I don't mean no harm. I don't think we were put here to do the same freaking thing that everybody following each other like robots. That's not why we was meant to. That's not why we were put here. If you believe that, then there's a lot of soul searching you need to do. And all I can do is offer you some truth. That's all I can do is offer you some truth and hope that someday that you allow yourself to um, dig on a deeper level and understand that it really is more than what you were just, what was put in your face, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And back to what you were saying as far as the TV wire, I can remember my two boys. This is no, this is a true story. One of my uh, my sons were watching SpongeBob SquarePants, and they loved the show. I actually liked it with them. Didn't really have to understand it then because I wasn't awakened like I am now. But back to the story, it's like they was watching it, kept watching it, watching it on a daily basis. And you know, one of my sons, you know, he stopped speaking to my other son, and know. Uh, and I asked him, I said, why you ain't, you know, speaking to, you know, brother, blah, 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 back and forth and stuff like that. And, you know, this went on for a couple of days. So he finally broke his silence. And he said, SpongeBob SquarePants ain't talking to Patrick. Wow. So you're not going to talk to your brother because of that? He said, yeah, because he's Patrick. And I was like, no, you don't, that's not, that's TV. Back to the point like that was saying how influential mm. TV is to our kids. You got to remember, mm-hmm. from, you know, we don't ever think about this as being parents as we're growing up. When we have kids, we got to unlearn everything that we learn ourselves and relearn with our kids. And that's one thing where we always miss. You know, we always trying to teach our kids, but we need to learn with our kids and relearn as well when we're growing up, with our, when our kids are growing up. Because you got to remember, we're growing up with them as well. We can't keep Never teaching stop that. learning. Yeah, you know, you never stop learning. We can't keep teaching them and teaching them and teaching them. And we wonder why our kids misunderstand us, you know, because they misunderstand us because we're too busy teaching and not listening, not listening to them and learning with them. And that's, you know, that's what I learned from my kids, you know, is to learn from them. How can I understand my kids if I'm not understanding them, listening to them? You know, when they come to me with problems, I need to listen to what they saying about their problem, you know, instead of giving them a solution as soon as they say the first phase, you know, phrase of the word, you know, as soon as they say the first phase, you know, it was like, oh, man, I'm going off on it, but you haven't heard the rest of it. Hear them out, you know, let them speak. You know, we as parents, yeah, we get vulgar and stuff like this, you know, we get, you know, out loud and want to speak to them, but we got to listen, you know. So like I said, from back to, you know, back to the kids, from zero to eight, zero to eight on kids, when they are born, they already know. They know things. And that's the reason why I said we have to unlearn to relearn with them. And by the age of you know, eight, everything that they see, they take in. So when they're they watching these TVs, they're watching these cartoons, they're watching the news, you know, it's been, you know, it's, it's true. Watch what they, you know, watch watch what your kids watch. Watch with them. You know, if it's wrong with them, explain to them why it's wrong with them. Be open with your kids because your kids are open with you. Believe me, I haven't met a kid from zero to eight that ain't vulgar and tell what's on their mind. 
Oh yeah, they're definitely vocal. And um <laughs> it's definitely a time that we should be paying attention instead a lot of us they they give your kids um computers in school nowadays and you get the tablets and you got the phones. I don't think kids are six years old with these phones and all you're doing is giving them electronics that's this rotten they brain. It's taking them away from being able to be a kid first and foremost because back in my time, baby, we was outside enjoying nature, and that's what we're supposed to be doing. But the stipulations of our lives is all indoors, electronic. Dude, you got the Wi-Fi. We don't come over each other house tomorrow from how you doing, you know, what you cooking. No, what's the Wi-Fi password? That's the first thing we come up with. Sad but true. We're going to go to another break. Um, this poet is Mahogany Brown, well-known, and this is titled, Not Another. This poem. This poem is not another, I'm mad at the world poem. Not another, I hate men poem. Not another, I hate the fact I ain't a funny poet poem. This is simply, and I want to be heard poem. Because the memory of a Pakistani 18-year-old killed in Brooklyn two nights ago depends on this. Killed by four teenagers with the rage of 40 men, stabbed four times and beaten to death all because of his brown skin, his memory depends on this. And I don't know what's worse, the fact that I don't expect anything different or the fact he received less than two minutes on the news due to the exclusive reports of Mike Jackson's lawsuit and I want to be mad at the world because yesterday a 15-year-old girl explained to me how happy she was that the Arabs crumbled with the Twin Towers of WTC and her teacher had nothing to say. Too scared he would overstep his boundaries and piss off the little woman child who also happened to be in the process of being initiated into her neighborhood gang. He decided then that making her understand not everyone with the characteristics of those so-called terrorists were the same, well... That wasn't more important than getting home to his newborn. Besides, them damn kids, well, they were known to slip by the metal detectors with razors under their tongues, so he remained silent. Understandably. Still, this poem, this poem is not another I hate you poem, not another I'm too fat for society poem, not another fuck me till my back hurts poem, cause Nigerian women with out of wedlock babies chance the sentencing of being stoned to death. And I want to love you back, but Amina and her eight-month-old daughter may not have the chance to exist because daddies that leave here, well, they just leave. And daddies that leave unwed mothers in Nigeria share no blame while watching the mother of his loved child slain. And I don't know how to explain that hypocrisy without laughing and crying hysterically. So let's just be friends. You keep on your pants and restrict our romance to cyber sex because this poem, this poem is not another I hate reality shows poem, not another mad that Halle won too soon or Denzel won too late poem, not another hip hop is dead poem cause Jam Master J, Tupac and Big L can't hear my words. And Freaky Ty, Big Pun and Notorious B.I.G. can't feel my song. A song that I've grown accustomed to singing sadly like Billie Holiday's Hair on Blues, raw, uncut and fatal, served through verses to pinch your nerves and provoke thought but when giggles penetrate air canals. And oxygen is gasped at frantically. It's obvious. You thought I was joking. Thought this poem was designed to make you feel smarter. 
make you feel superior, make you numb against the day-to-day struggle, but stanzas filled with lovely metaphors of sweetened hues and how his sun eclipsed my moon don't embody the pulse I need you to hear. While my heartbeat beats against the microphone, I fear the seriousness of this matter won't get any feedback. See, this poem is not another let's start a revolutionary poem, not another stop the earth pollution poem. It is simply an I want to be heard poem because it's going to take more than one poem to change your mind and more than one mind state to change the world.
over troubled waters. You see, the reason why I say this, baby, is because I love you, girl. I love you so much, oh, sometimes I can't even explain. You see, you're like a flower that blooms in any season. And that's why I like to say, you're my flower, baby. You're my flower. Ooh, baby. A flower. You're my flower. Flower. It's you, baby. It's you. It's you, baby, baby. Child, being that the the 
significant time of your life where you are a natural, you are in nature, and, and everything that, that's within you is at a natural state. And then when you're put out into society, this condition starts to happen to you. So the, believe me, the school, the time that they have us start in school until the time we, quote, unquote, graduate, oh, that's a significant time to implant some serious things into your mind. And nobody will be able to tell you different. It's just like Mr. VA said, we don't even question it. We don't know no better, you know. We, we just run with it. And until we are met with um, pain or something shocking that happens to us, that at that point in most people's lives, they take that time to look at something different or go into something different because the shock that they receive, something outside the reality that they're used to. Okay? So um, with that being said, I want to um, move on to... Another topic that I wanted to touch on tonight is about our dream state. We, um, the things that we eat and and the air that some of the air that we even breathe, the water, some of the water we drink is is intoxicated. It's it's, um, not good for us, and what it does is it takes our natural senses, our subconscious mind, and it puts it in turmoil. So in order for us to be able to get to a ascension or a higher point or a higher self, we need to watch what we eat. So everything that I talk about tonight is possible, but you do need to recognize that the things that you put in your body does have a real life effect with your perception and your feelings and the thoughts that you even even the thoughts that you keep. Because I know even the old folks told us back in the day, don't eat no pork late at night, you won't have nightmares. Okay? We consuming these meat products and the processed foods is taking our body and it's, it's, it's destroying the inside and it's enabling us to be able to reach a conscious state. I'm just going to put it out there. You know, and then we do end up going through life and having these shocks and stuff, and it it may take us to a point where we're able to reach it, but you're not going to stay there. You're going to get pulled right back up into the illusion because you're not doing the things that your body needs. So think about that. Pay attention to some of the things that you're eating. I'm only obliging you guys to just start reading some of the ingredients that you're eating and see if that don't have some deep effect on on things that's going on in your life. All right, so the dream state. There are some crystals out there that we can um, get that will help us remember our dreams, that will help us um, interpret our dreams, that will help us astral project. Okay? A lot of us dream and don't remember or don't pay attention, and those are chances for us to be able to see signs or warnings. Or your higher self may have something to that you need to know, but if you're not paying attention to it, you're missing out. 
And I'll, quickly, I'm going to just say we we tend to pay attention to someone else's dream and someone else's fantasy, and we're missing out on what our own bodies are trying to tell us if we just go into ourselves and get them to that quiet point. So I oblige you guys to go into yourself thinking, let's do a meditation, for instance. Let's meditate, get get that mind quiet and stop that chatter before bed and allow yourself to go into a sleep using some uh, meditation music or trying a, a certain brain frequency to get you into a relaxation state. And when you wake up the next morning, write down any and everything that you remember. Okay, just keep a, a log of if you remember anything about your dreams and try to put that together. Because um, when we go to sleep, we that's a whole never um, world, you know. That's we're awake and we have life there, but we have a whole never life when we go inside our dreams. And I think that's a great chance for us to be able to get into ourselves and, and start there. If you're having trouble um, with your meditation or having trouble finding yourself, so to speak. And Mr. VA, you can chime in any time. Oh, there's no problem, no problem. I was actually listening to you. I was a, I was a listener for a few minutes there. Uh, yeah, I chime in for a minute. But uh, just to piggyback just a little bit as far as food-wise um, and water-wise, it's very important because this deals with your nightly sleep, your dream wise and everything. It's important. Like she said, you know, like that said, you know, there's you know, you know, what they used to say, you eat pork, you have nightmares late at night. You know, so it's important of what you eat on a daily basis, but before you go to sleep at night, you know, should you eat? Not really. No. Eat something small. If your body is craving it, yes. You know what I'm saying? We have to we have to listen to our bodies. We avoid the intuition all the time. You know, we, we avoid what it says. You know, our bodies can be saying, hey, let me go get a cracker. You know, let me eat you this little cookie or something like that. Or let me have a water, you know, a bottle of water or something like that. That's the best thing to have is something which your body's asking for. But when you lay down at night, for a sleep-wise, it's, like I said, this is food-wise. You can have a you know, just a little bit of water just to, you know, to hydrate your body towards the night. You know, because when you get in the sleep stage, you know, when you astral plan to your, you know, next dimension or, you know, the dream that you're having, you know, eating a different kind of food gets your, you know, it, it, it functions with your dreams. So like that was saying, being with the foods and getting your dream stage straight, that all go, you know, corresponds together. So when you get in your astral planes and the dreams that you have, they are in the next dimension that we go into. And sometimes, you know, if you fear them and you don't write them down, and when you wake up in the morning, it's just things are going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, excuse me for a minute. Go ahead and take it. Okay. So, when we go into a dream state, that's when we have that time to step into our subconscious level. So the subconscious may have things that you need to know, maybe body-wise, mind-wise, soul-wise. 
so that's the time when you're able to connect to that next life, so to speak, or that dimension within yourself. And that's tapping into the pineal gland because your third eye has its own intuition that you usually won't see on the surface in no wake state, okay? Um, And it really gives time for you to really think about that because we're, again, living such busy lives and we don't have really no time for ourselves. And then when we go into our dream state, that's our time for the body to replenish. That's the time for our body to rest. And our organs have, you know, things it's doing to keep us afloat. And your subconscious mind as well. So even though our physical bodies are asleep, our brain is not. It's still working. Bless your heart is still beating because you're still alive, okay? So things are still happening even though your conscious mind is, is not aware, but the subconscious mind is very aware of what's going on, very much so. And, again, we might downplay these things and not pay attention to what the subconscious is trying to tell us because we in our body is not healthy and we're not, mentally there on that conscious level to even pay attention to what the subconscious is trying to tell us. And keep in mind the subconscious level is not English. It's not a form of how we speak and how we live our day-to-day lives. It's a much, much deeper level than um, what you guys can imagine. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and step into some reports. we got about 50-something minutes left in the show. Um, this is open topic form 646-668-8929 is the number to dial if you're trying to get on on this topics that we're speaking on tonight. This is a conscious type of spoken word, guys. We'll be right back. Who knows what she is going through? I mean, she cries, but her tears are ignored. She laughs just to cover up the pain. She sings in the spirit of joy, but at night, she remembers it all. She remembers the way he almost took her soul, damaging the way she moves, thinks, feels, lives, loves, and breathes. Her concept of life is far from God's reality, you see. She believes that love doesn't exist and satisfaction of life only comes when you're rich. But this nigga that she with ain't trying to hear nothing about her dreams. Failed to treat her like a queen. Now her self-esteem is all messed up. She expects nothing but bad, because since day one, that's just been a luck. But until she can get to the point where she can say that enough is enough, she'll continue to hurt, and she'll continue to cry. And her dependency on this man will continue to give her a messed up life. In her mind, wrong is right. Far from what that little girl feels inside. That little girl cries tears that goes unseen because she's faced monsters in her dreams, you see. She calls them monsters so that she won't have to face the reality of her walls being torn down by unwanted sex. Or go through the process over and over again of a perverted pedophile claiming he was born like that at his lawyer's defense. She's been called every name in the book because she didn't lie. So she embraced the first guy that claimed to really love her. I mean, he was different. He didn't force her to have sex, but behind closed doors, he called the hoes and bitches, made her feel like she was ugly and like no one else wanted her. But when she cried, he hugged her as he told her he loved her. Why shouldn't she believe him? He never hit her. But once, 
That was that time he got angry because she didn't feel like having sex, pushed her around, called her hoes and bitches until she snapped. All she saw was that monster in her dreams that failed to treat her like a human being. Tooth to the chest, tooth to the back, another one to the hand, leg, feet, and knees. She's free. That monster no longer exists, at least in our reality, because our concept of life is far from what she believes. Her past controls the way she moves, thinks, feels, lives, loves, and breathes. Another victim of the system, another victim of society. And she says being locked away has set her free from our reality.
I got the clock. Guess what? Time for poetry after dark. After a brief hiatus, she's back. Her name? Dap. The angelic poetry streaming the new form of synergy within the matrix. Poetry at the dark, back with a vengeance of consciousness. Every Thursday night at 10 p.m., so tell your homies in them. With this resurrection comes change, but the vibe remains the same. A new platform to spit your words and elevate your consciousness, too. Make sure you tell the angelic poetess that Diamond J sent you. The original poetry after dark, and we are back. I just wanted to say I didn't announce the last poet's name. Um, she goes by spoken word. Um, and the title of her piece was Victim of Society. Just wanted to throw that out there. All right. So we were talking about um, the dream state, and we were also talking about certain foods that we eat that stops us from being able to tap into that pineal gland. Okay. Can I pick up from where I, uh, I kind of like really interrupted myself? Can I pick up from there? Facts. <laughs> All right. Uh, I will apologize to all the listeners out there. Um, I kind of had a little sneezing problem going on, so I kind of like ramble a little bit. But uh, back to the, what I was speaking about the foods, um, it's important for us to know our diet. And, you know, the foods that we eat throughout the day and before we eat at night is important for our dream state. And I stated this before, you know, when and we were doing the chakra series, um, when I stated it for us as, saying, you know, how we eat our food, how important it is for us. You know, we are what we eat. So are we eating dead food like pork, beef, you know, chickens and all that, fish, all everything. So mm. when we eat those foods late at night and we just get this soul craving or whatever we call ourselves thinking about what we're not paying to you know, pay attention to our intuition like I said before. And then we have these crazy dreams that we you know, we go through this crazy dream stage. And you're like, Oh man, I had this crazy dream, I was dreaming about this, I was dreaming about that and you know, I don't know what it means. Or you know, or it's just crazy and I can't remember, or it's just crazy this or just that, you know. We have to figure out ourselves, why are we having these things? You know, we said this before and Dad said it before, write it down. And we still be lost and, you know, we, we lost and research it, think about it, do what we have to do to get our minds straight so we can have the natural dream state because our dream states are our next dimension. It is our next level. Our is that It is our reality that we live with. It might be something that we've been through earlier that day. And we just can't figure it out. Why? It's called researching. Researching. Getting your mind straight. And that was all I wanted to say. Oh, no problem. Going within yourself. Um, To pity back, talking about the food. We're eating something that's dead. You know, when we talk about the meat steak, that animal died to feed you. And we're talking about blood and flesh, okay? Let's just keep it real. 
no matter how much grease you fried in it, it's still flesh and blood. And that animal was conscious, okay? The animal had feelings. I don't know about you. I had a dog. She passed away. Rest in peace to my baby. But the dog was able to cry, okay? The dog had feelings, as does cows do, as does pigs do. They have feelings, and chickens and so on all have feelings, and I know we all were conditioned to do this. But I'm saying this to say that when we take in that meat, we are taking in every conscious uh, feeling that that animal went through or had, which thus brings us to that dream state where we're having these nightmares and dreams that don't make no sense, and then some people don't even want to go to sleep because of it. Okay, so, yeah, I know it tastes good. I know it's the best, and, oh, my God, steak and all. I've been there. Trust me, I've been there. But it's not healthy for us, and it takes away from what we're truly supposed to be because of what the things that we've decided to take in our bodies. So think about that. So to go back and um, talk about the dream state, it is the subconscious realm where your penal gland, your third eye, your consciousness is waking up, and, and these are warnings and signs, and even synchronism you'll have because sometimes we repeat the same dream. I've had it in my lifetime where a certain dream happens more than once, and sometimes we dream of our uh, past on loved ones, and we can't remember what it is because we didn't write it down or we immediately just jumped up. And sometimes it's good to wake up and just sit there for a second before you just go back into that busy state and moving around and missing all that intuition that the universe is trying to provide to us. It's, it's significant. If we are able to just stop and and go into ourselves and learn as much as we, you know, the go-getters out there, we do all these things to get to a certain state of life. Well, let's talk about beyond that. A lot of us think, okay, well, when we go to sleep, that's the closest point to death. No, because the way death was presented to us is, is not true. When you realize you are energy, then you will also realize that you can't cease to exist and that the body that you are renting, for real, for real, is just it. There's something more besides this physical body that we have. Without just like, I mean, just, just take the death. When you When the soul is gone, it's just a shell. That's all it is. But what really counts is what's inside of that spirit, okay? And a lot of you religious people, I'm sure y'all believe in the spirit because you got the Holy Ghost. We still don't know who that is that you keep claiming you're getting in church. No pun intended, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person that's got to state how I see it. Mm-hmm. And to, you know, so we know we have a spirit vehicle. We can also call it the macabre. You know, that's outside of our bodies is a aura of colors that we have. Some people have 
dark auras. Some people have colorful auras. It's a representation of who we are. But that light in us gets dimmer and dimmer as much as we put this density in our bodies with this meat. But when we replenish our bodies with fruits and vegetables, our body comes alive and on a whole nother level, guys. And I'm only speaking this because I've lived it. You will be open up to a whole new world. You'll be seeing things that you've never seen before, being able to experience life on a spiritual note, being able to balance yourself and not be in turmoil and sad and depression because that's not what we were meant to be in. It really wasn't. Me personally, I believe in nature and the natural state, being true to myself by learning who I am, not who the next person is. And when I realize who I am, I do understand that we are reflections, guys, of each other, of a collective conscious. But a lot of us is not in it because we're too busy worrying about this physical body that we're in and what goes on it and what we're driving and we're missing it. That goes back to that goes back to like like we said before, material things. We always look at material things. You know what? Who? You no, know, what that person has? What my my neighbor has? You no, know, what my friend has? No. Yourself. You know what I'm saying we are our gods and goddesses of our life. There is no man out here in any life form. Because a God shouldn't be a life form. Everything is energy. Everything is everything. So when we sit here worshiping, when we sit here worshiping a man, you know, to save us and 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 take away our sins, we have none of that. We have no sins. We have no savior. We only savior is ourselves. Once we find our inner self, we are our only savior. We live our only day-to-day life. We come out here, we wake up in the morning, and we wake up to go to work or whatever we you know, choose to do that day. Whatever your lifestyle is, you do that. But at the end of the day, it's still you. But you go out here and you worship, you know, these different, you, you're in these different religions, worshiping all these men. And then we have these ladies out here that say they hate men, but you still worship a man. I don't get that shit. So get yourself together. Get your priorities straight. If you worshiping yourself and you want to be yourself, be yourself. Stop trying to follow every damn body that's out there. You know, that's the issue with everybody. We're trying to be somebody else instead of being our damn self. Be your damn self. You know what I'm saying? Get that. Fuck everybody else. Be yourself. That's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Keep it real. So. And the thing is, guys, we know so much about what society is doing um, from electronics and food and places to go, but no one knows nothing, not even NASA knows about their universe, which is a part of us, okay? The stars, the moon, the sun are things that we go out and see every day 
safely. And they these are objects that are moving without nobody. I don't see nobody pulling the sun. I don't see nobody pulling the moon. The moon is very, very mysterious, and, and, and it's just lovely because it goes through phases. It shows us so many sides. Okay, and no one is out there making that happen but one intelligence, not a man, an intelligence that you cannot see with your eyes, but you can definitely feel it, and you can see it on a spiritual sense if you open up that third eye. Learn about the universe, but don't learn about the universe through society and NASA and and the mainstream. You got to learn about this by going within yourself. And these secrets won't be opened up to you until you decide to put things in you that are going to bring life, not things that's death. Remember that. That's very significant information right there. And another okay. thing to add to, to what you're saying as well. You know, we always look at things death-wise. We always look at death being bad. No, it's not. I mean, we always look at birth being happy. We're happy about birth. Birth and death, being birth and death is the same thing. It's one or another. And it's the same thing we talk about as dimensions and sleep and all that stuff. It's the same thing. And we don't pay attention to it because we always get doctored by our religion telling us, Oh, death is bad. You know, death is this. If you're going to hell, you're going to heaven. Hell and, hell and heaven is a state of mind. If you feel like you're in heaven, you're going to live in heaven. If you feel like you're in hell with all the chaos that's going on, you're going to be in hell. That's the state of mind. It's not a place to go. And that's what we always, we never look at. We never look at. Never. Ever. And you know what? Speaking of looking, a lot of us, um, the society is based on the written context to dumb things down to be able to communicate. And I'm just going to put it how it is. It is a dumbing down because if you research your ancestors, they use pictures as far as objects and stones to tell their stories. We don't have no written text of our ancients because they communicated on a different level than how we communicate today. And because we communicate this way, yeah, you may think, okay, we need to communicate, whatever. Well, in the sense of how our brains operate, I guess so. But if we were actually tapping into our brain full mentality, then we will understand that we can communicate on a deeper level than what comes out of our mouths. And I can't even say for certain if we were even meant to speak like this, to be honest with you. We got two eyes, two hands, you know. We only got one mouth. We tend to speak so much and and not listen. And when I say listen, I'm not talking about listening to more talking. I'm talking about listening to beats and frequencies and energy. Yes, energy has a beat. We're missing all that because we're so focused on mainstream. There's definitely something behind the scenes that we need to tap into. You know, the the masses is on a road to destruction. Nothing is getting better 
the way things have been going. And the biblical text tell you, oh, be prepared for this spiritual war and all this craziness is going to happen to us. And it's fear-based. It's putting you right back into a point where you're not able to think for yourself because you're so worried about your ass getting burnt up. And it's so much deeper than that. So let's think about our divide on the conscious level, energy, but the biblical text gives us flesh that he walked and and got beat down and put on the cross and all this stuff. All this is written into a book, okay? And when you talk about Genesis, it's supposed to be the beginning, right? But you got science saying the beginning is a big boom. But the Bible says the beginning was Adam and Eve. Or excuse me, let there be light. Let me go back to Genesis and say let there be light. That was the first thing. Who said that? They said that came from the divine. But who wrote that? And the person that wrote that was not the beginning of time. This was maybe about 2,000, years ago. So if you are not in the beginning of time, how the hell can you get to maybe four to 5,000 years later talking about this will happen in the beginning? Let's just take that. That's logical thinking right there, man. And this is what we take for 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 babies, you know, for actual factual stuff, and we build our lives off this, and then we miss out on the most significant thing is learning who we are. The Bible had one writer, but many authors. It's all hearsay. None of us that's living today can actually prove it. I don't care what you say; you can't prove it that these things happen. We have to take this information and discern it. We have to take it with discernment. We have to, because if we don't, it's it's never going to free us. We can't free our minds this way. And that's all I'm here to, to try to do for you guys is get you to think outside that box and free yourself from all this doctrination that we have with the biblical text. And then you also have authors that were supposed to be in the Bible that never made it. Interesting. They decided some things you needed to know and some things you didn't need to know. There's others. Yeah, exactly. Enoch. You got Enoch and out there. You know, they tell you Enoch is bad. Yep, that scrolls the the Book of Dad, the Jasper. It's all, I mean, it's a lot of books out there, you know that they you know we don't read or some of us have read, and you know and be looking like oh that was you know that was an interesting novel, you know it's pretty good, but we don't take it in respect of what it is because we we don't you to believe into our religion, and when you start believing into religion, just straight beliefs because you're going on what someone else said, you know instead of taking it in your own and understanding yourself and researching more and wonder why, you know, research where this God came from. You know, why is this? Why is that? Why I can't question this God? Why I can't talk about this? You know, why I can't research this? Because, I mean, when you go to church, most pastors say, don't research this, don't question 
don't do this. Why? Why do you can't But it's still his interpretation. It's still exactly. his interpretation. It's not. Exactly. You can read the Bible. You can get 10 people to read that Bible, and everybody's going to have a different meaning. Exactly. Then you got the congregation coming, and all the congregation is going off the pastor's interpretation, not your own, because the Bible says you can't even lean to your own understanding anyway. Exactly. You know? Like, oh. They tell you, like, oh, go read Psalms, you know, 23, verse 1 through 5. You know, why Why you can't read verse 6, 7, 8, 9? You know, why you can't read that? Because they don't want you to. You know, because then you can probably get a try to, you know, you get a little bit of understanding of what's going on. But they, they say, oh, read the Bible, but ask Jesus, to, you know, so you can get an understanding of the Bible. Why Why need to ask Jesus? Why can't find it in myself to, you know, stop? At a stopping point and research something, you know what I'm saying. Oh, when you well, read in the Bible, that Bible. It turn it up. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, well, I mean, they take that Bible and dance around certain things, got people. They don't take it and read it from front to end. I mean, from the beginning to no. the end, they dance around certain things, and then even some of the denominations of churches only preach out of certain texts. So that should tell you even more. I done had a pastor tell me verbatim, we do not acknowledge the First Testament or, quote, unquote, the Old Testament. Yeah, because when Jesus word. came, when, yeah, when Jesus came, it basically took all that out. Well, y'all been printing these books. Why y'all keep it hidden there? And if that's the case, why certain scriptures you will still go back into the Old Testament and read? Well, come on. I mean, the divine did not write that book. A man wrote it. A man wrote it that wanted to control your mind and wanted you to think like they think. And and honestly, people, if we continue to think like what the book tells us to think like, then we would never find anything different or any change whatsoever. We'll still be in that same little small circle doing this dying out and dying off of it. Straight up. That's fact. We you know, it we don't you know, we don't spend a lot of time of, you know, looking at we we always wanna run and give our problems to a God that we don't even recognize. We don't really recognize it in our body because when we go to church, oh, we we got that Holy Ghost when you're in the church or in a mosque or wherever you go, you know, for your worship. But when you get outside of worship, yeah, when you go back out to reality or outside society, you act the same person before you went to church or you try to be holy your first hour or two after that. You know, it's like, then you just snap back to yourself. Oh, if a motherfucker do this, a motherfucker do that, I'm going to do this. What happened to your Holy Spirit? You lost it. Man, we got pastors and bishops coming out the church (laughs) popping a cigarette after the sermon. You got people sitting up there saying, don't little in the church ground, but go right outside McDonald's and throw a fry out there. I mean, people, let's be real with ourselves. Let's be real. Okay, and I'm not sitting here talking to anybody thinking that I'm 
better than any of you guys because I had to check myself. I was right there doing the same nonsense that everybody else was doing today before I decided to wake myself up and find out that, you know, it's a lot more. My body, my mind struggled for years. But I had to find common ground. I could not keep ignoring the obvious in my life. And I know each and every one of us has a conscience and is able to be tapped into and stop running from it. And I'm not here to tell you this is what you're supposed to believe. I'm telling you to go into yourself and find out for yourself. Because we all can interpret to a certain degree. We we, we have common sense, right? Mr. V, are you still with me? I don't know that. I was back listening again, but I don't know I'm with you on that. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, so, I mean, talking about the biblical text again, it's like, do this but not do that. The the Ten Commandments alone is a contradiction, okay, because they'll tell you thou shalt not kill, but you got a God telling you that you got these chosen people and to kill these other people. That's not sane. It's not natural. It ain't right. Okay, no matter how much you love your poor child, it ain't right. It ain't. So it's not. I hope it's not. It's not. Yeah, you know, it's like everything is meant have a purpose on life. Everything that's put on our plane have a purpose, as well as we do, as well as the, the cat down the street, everything. The trees mm-hmm. that go outside, our DNA matches the tree. As you remember when we was kids growing up, the, you know, the older folks that was growing up in the 70s, 80s, and the early 90s, because after the millennium, it's kind of, you know, in millennium, the word speaks for itself when you say millennium. But back to what I was saying, we used to go out and play, you know, and hanging out in the you know, in the backyard, playing around in the trees, climbing on trees, you know, just having our fun, enjoying ourselves. Then we come to this reality now where we got to have TV and Internet and phones and all of this stuff. We lost our Which way. Which is designed. That's it. It's Which a design. Yeah. It's designed. And we miss our points. We miss our points in life. Which is being back to nature. And that's what we try yeah. to get. Each person that we talk to, we individually contact to, we try to get them back to nature. And enjoy your life. Yeah. yeah. All right, because guys. society is built to take you outside of that. When I say it's a design, guys, it's a design. And it started from the time we was able to start speaking and going to school. Any and all distractions. So with that being said, you are tuned into a conscious side of spoken word. I told you guys we were going to dive deep tonight um, with this open topic. I hope you guys um, enjoyed the show and what we brought forth in information and poetry and music. And we're going to go back to that. We have Butterfly Vaughn, Wake Up Call. We'll be right back. See? 
He lives above me. We're in the same apartment complex. Unfortunately, I've only seen him once. Tall, brown-skinned brother with locks that you can run your fingers through and get lost. Unfortunately, see, we're two artists trying to master that craft that was God-given to us. See, I'm a poet and he's a tapper. Unfortunately, he wakes me up 7 a.m. in the morning and I've only gotten three hours of sleep. See, as a poet, I step out my house at 8 p.m. to head to the microphones at different venues. And, of course, anybody who knows how a poetry venue runs, once the door's locked, the DJ goes home and the mic shuts off, a cipher starts in the parking lot. So we don't get home till 2 or 3 in the morning, so, of course, I'm asleep by 4, but by 7 I'm hearing this tip, tap, 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 tip, tap. Now, any other resident would want to know his phone line to go up and say, hey, you're creeping into my sleep time. But to me, it's music. My first love, poetry, is actually my mistress. So I roll from my stomach onto my back, and I stare up at the ceiling, becoming his audience that he doesn't even know exists. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if he has a bounce in his steps and if he's perfected standing on the tips of his toes like Bill Bojangles Robinson. I'm wondering if his moves are just that copacetic. Then again, I'm thinking to myself, does he have his slide down packed like Jimmy Slide? I can imagine he loves to challenge anyone, anytime, anyplace, and anywhere, like Mr. Sandman Sims. Rest in peace, brother, rest in peace. Then again, like I say, I've only seen the brother once, but he has a smooth gentleness to him, kind of like... Gregory Hines. And I'm thinking to myself, if he moves his feet so quick, you know, watch that beat. If you blink one time, will you miss that rhythm? Kind of like Savion Glover. See, to me, his taps are like music and rhythm. His taps are like music and rhythm. So I just watch on and I clap on and I watch on and I clap on. And again, like I say, anybody else would want to find out his phone line and go up and say, you're creeping into my sleep time. But to me, his melodies is like music. Brother, tap on, tap on, tap on.
silhouette of just peacefulness um, on a beach, you know, walking through the sand and having that sound of the water and, and feeling that, I was able to get myself all the way to that point to I felt like I was there physically. And that's deep, okay? Meditation offers this to us. And when I brought myself out of the meditation, refreshed, calm, frustration, gone. All right? That's my Zen moment. Try it for now, I, feel, I feel that. That was a nice Zen moment. That was really lovely. That's most, the one thing that we missed is that moment to, of the reality to look at the moment and be like, okay, forget about it, relax, and meditate on it. And, and it just when you do that, it feels like an aha moment. And we're going into that Marzan moment. Is when I, you know, working, and I do, I do a lot of training. But anyway, working, had this guy, just couldn't figure out nothing. Just started talking to him, and just and I listened to him. After he started speaking, I listened to him, and by listening to him, I know how to adapt to him, and and figure out how to get him to adapt to his work ethic how to do it, you know, on his own terms, not my terms, but his terms. And after that, he understood it and got it and did it. And the Zen moment of that part, it was that I had doubt because he showed me doubt. He showed me doubt when he first spoke to me, but he proved me in action. By saying that is stop judging people. Go by their actions instead of the judgment of other people's words. One love, one unit. Have a good night. Great. Straight up, thanks. I hope you all um, enjoyed the show. <clears throat> and we'll continue to come back every Thursday at 10 p.m. I want to go ahead and plug that if you are not following Original Fortune After Dark, please, if you're on Facebook, um, get a like, the original poetry after dark. And if you're on Twitter, show some love, follow. Um, that will be the underscore original P-A-D. And show love over there. You'll know what's going on with the show. You'll be enlightened with the posts and the information that we share. Um, and all I ask is just come with an open mind and allow yourself to go to the other side. All right? It's been a wonderful night. As Mr. VA said, one love, one unit. All love, y'all. D'Angelo Poetry is signing off. We will see y'all next week at the same time. Have a good night. <laughs>